Hello and welcome to another episode of Injury Time, your one-stop shop for everything Indian football. Well, the season might have come to an end because we don't know what Super Cup is all about. So we are also coming to an end for this season with the season finale today. And joining me for the finale is Devayan from Bangalore. Hey, Devayan. Hi, Nabeen. What's up? Going good, Devayan. And also joining us from Calcutta, I believe, today is Orko Bhattacharya. Orko, joining us from Calcutta, right? Uh, no, Naveen. I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to head there, but and uh, you know, hopefully catch some football. All right. And uh, it's good to be back on the pod. It's good to have you back on the pod, guys. We had the ISL final on Sunday, and a week before we saw I-League come to a conclusion. We start with the ISL, then go to the I-League, and then talk about what the I-League clubs want. Their demands have been in the past few days to the AIFF. Devine, starting with you, the big ISL final last Sunday, Bengaluru FC finally getting the hands on their trophy in the second attempt in two years. How did you yeah. see the game? Yeah, um, along expected lines, if you recall, what I had predicted ahead of the final was probably for a score draw and then maybe winning on penalties. But I think Bengaluru just had that little edge over FC Goa and that came through in the match. Um, when Sergio Lovera reflects on the final, maybe he'll think that his team could have been a bit more brave because if you look at the overall 120 minutes, I think barring maybe 30 minutes of the second half, uh, FC Goa was never the more superior side. And that was probably because they were a little tense because of the final occasion, just uh, a little, you know, holding themselves back. And that was true of both teams. So it was a little cagey as a final, but I would have expected that. So in that sense, it wasn't really the spectacle of football that we were all uh, waiting for. Well, not a spectacle of football. I was really bored being in the stadium and watching <laughs> one twenty minutes of football. I was like, what is happening? This is not getting over. Also, you got a glimpse of the game. What did you make of that? <clears throat> well, I, I agree with you. It was a bit boring. Uh, you know, a bit uh, of an anticlimax to you know two teams who've had uh, good seasons. And uh, I think uh, it shows that uh, the two teams with the best planning in the ISL made it to the final. You know, and... Uh, like Devan said, Goa could have been braver. And we know they're capable of better. We've seen them in the two seasons under Lobera. But uh, I think the fact that they lost twice to Bengaluru. And uh, if you remember, recall, the 3-0 loss in, in Bengaluru when they were a man up. I think that played on their minds before the final. So, all of these factors combined, I think they, they put in a subpar showing. And... Uh, but they're a better team than this. So I, I, I think they'll come back stronger next year. If, you know, if Lobera stays and Koro stays and, you know, they keep the core together. Well, uh, Devine, this is the second time Goa is losing out in the final. Even last time round, it was the dying moments of the game that they ended yes. up losing the game. Yes. This time round, more or less on similar lines. Around hmm. scoring from the corner. What is it about Goa and losing in the dying moments of the final? Well, to be fair, I think uh, they could have taken this game to penalties quite easily. Uh, the big turning point was, of course, the sending off of Jahu. I mean, once that happened, I'm sure you guys at the ground, because we were watching in our office and we immediately just held our head saying that now, you know, it's more or less a given that BFC will score at some stage, that they'll score so late and so dramatically wasn't uh, something that was a given. Um, I think also one has to give credit to BFC because they were really good tactically on the final day. The way that they closed down Koro, the way that they um, more or less, you know, held their shape pretty well in defence, the way that they played a very high line in defence and made sure that a lot of uh, the Goa players, whenever they, you know, slipped a ball and they were caught in offside positions, most of them performed their roles quite admirably. Udanta Singh, again, had a very good match, you know, uh, just uh, harrying all the defenders. Mandar came off, so that obviously affected the Goan game plan a little bit because Xavier Gama was 
uh, i thought he was decent he was composed but he wasn't able to sort of you know express himself as much as mandar normally does so just those little uh, slices of luck which fell bengaluru's way and that's why they ended up with the cup and finally it was rahul deke scoring that winner for bengaluru a man who's seen everything if i could say in the past one year being snubbed by the national team then mm-hmm. on a pers- personal level also he had a loss in his family coming back from all of that still coming out and giving that kind of performance says a lot about his personality right divine yeah i mean i think uh, there's something about bfc uh, you know most of their players whenever they come into this club they do tend to uh, perform better than others and i think this is a very key factor which a lot of other clubs i know we'll talk about it uh, you know in details about isl i league and everything but uh, if one can just doff their hats to bfc for the way that they have planned everything since they've come into being uh, taking care of players taking care of their fans connecting with the fans and all of that just shows in the performance on the pitch and i think rahul beke is a good example of all of that right definitely a definitely a good example of what bfc tends to do the player or coming to you this win in the isl means next year in 2020 bfc will be back in asia playing that afc cup playoffs to begin with and eventually hopefully making it to the group stages and beyond how important it is for the club and also for indian football at large that a club like bfc is going to asia like with no disrespect to the teams that are playing in asia this time around so far they haven't looked that convincing right so you're right uh, minerva and chennai you know you you won't you know expect them to make the final or win the tournament this time bengaluru you know uh, the afc cup the the format has also changed since bengaluru came into being and that allows them to not face west asian teams until the final and uh, but bengaluru have done well well in in this in this regard as in they they've they've reached they've reached the later stages of the tournament very consistently and uh, that has also affected our member association rankings so when bengaluru you know plays they, they generally tend to do well in asia go till the the you know latter rounds uh, the last exit against altinasir also would have been a you know it, it it could have been better they they could have actually won the tie so they made a few mistakes and that will play on their mind but it's good for you know the entire uh indian club community as a whole in bengaluru represents you know india at the afc cup because they you know they will get you you know the, those those important points for the classification later well divine your thoughts on the same bengaluru making it to asia and it's not any other team because bengaluru over the past few years since their existence and since being in asia over the years have shown that they can do it in the at the continental stage as well Absolutely, and it boils down to again the quality of personnel that they have at their disposal. I mean, uh, one can hope that uh, Chennai will bring a similar consistency once they are playing the AFC Cup group stages now. Now that they have qualified, but uh, among the teams which have you know been performing across Indian football over the last three or four years, you would have to say that uh, barring the traditional you know I League powerhouses, the only club which has stood out has been Bengaluru, and I think it's no surprise that they made the final in 2016. Uh, Yes, for that team it was a bit of a surprise, but they have just sent that a high benchmark, as Orko also was saying. So now that they've set that benchmark, it's for the other teams to follow suit, and even for BFC next season to try and you know repeat that feat. Guys, uh, for Indian football at large, the target is to get as many continental slots if possible for the country. And Malaysia is a prime example with Johor this time around playing, getting a direct entry into the AFC Champions League. Do you see anything of that sort happening if these teams who go to Asia from India? 
perform at a consistent basis devar i think uh, there's a lot more to it than just you know performances from teams so a lot of it will depend on how the national association comes across uh, what kind of influence they are able to wield so uh, those have to be taken into consideration too but certainly uh, it's a it's all a positive step in the right direction the more uh, teams like bfc keep performing in asia well more and more teams more, more and more performances all we can hope for but another news that is making rounds in indian football over the past few days is the news coming in from i league orco the clubs have come up with a proposal for a joint league if i may so a few days back they had the presentation of the league title to chennai city fc and it is then when they came out and came out with this proposal for the aiff could you just throw some light on it and also share your th- thoughts on the same yeah the proposal is for a 20 team league they said Uh, let uh, every team in the league pay uh, no two crore as franchise fee, and uh, you know eliminate all other franchise fees that are currently existing. Uh, it spoke about you know returns from the central TV revenue pool, you know which would help uh, clubs stabilize, and uh, you know there are other other factors like this. They want a nine month league essentially. I, I have to say you know on first look the the plan looks very ambitious. Uh, you have to. Take into account that when the when the when the league ex- extends from five months to nine, you will incur additional costs. Uh, there are a lot of uh, personnel today in both the leagues who only work for those five months of the year at club level, thus reducing costs for the club as well. So, uh, and you look at players' contracts also. Players' contracts will also significantly go up if you know they are to play, let's say, thirty-eight matches instead of eighteen or twenty as being played now. So. If the nine I League clubs have signed it, you you have to you know think that they are ready and they've thought this through that they've thought that yes we can sustain for nine months and if that is the case then the ball is in the AFF's court whether it really wants to you know develop an all inclusive plan or does it want to you know continue with its stated plan what Kushal Das said yesterday was to do it you know slowly over time. And introduce promotion relegation ultimately. So I have to say here that you know what this plan also said was to you know develop the second division. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it seemed like a plan that was shooting for the stars, and I know on 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 first look it, it looks like you know, some of these clubs may not actually make it. You know from what you hear. Or from the you know uh, what do you say the officials of the club and how you've seen clubs shutting down because of you know financial crunches, so you don't know you don't know whether they're going to sustain for the for the entire nine months. So yeah, I mean initially it 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 looks like you know it might not happen, and you have to also think about uh, the the resources that that would be required from the AFF side also personnel side. to conduct such a league well devan what do you think it's easier said than done this plan looks very rosy on the face of it yeah absolutely i think orco has summarized it perfectly and if i can just add to that i think one uh, huge factor that uh, we must consider is what fsdl wants because uh, essentially that's the crux of the matter that aiff themselves are in no position to take a call on this it has to eventually come from uh, their marketing partners because uh, essentially in 2010 they sold away all the rights to you know any proper decision making to their uh, marketing partners img reliance which is reliance now which is also called fsdl so 
if fsdl wants then something workable could work out but i think fsdl would rather look at their franchise based model they would probably rather look at corporate now getting into indian football in future uh, maybe expanding to two more teams in this coming season but uh, for their uh, business reasons they would probably want uh, you know mohan bagan and east bengal to be those two clubs so uh, i think yeah there's there's a lot to develop and to unravel in these next few days well what really surprised me is that over the years aiff's stand on this has also changed in the past <laughs> yes. they went on to say that i league is a premier domestic competition and here now a few days back your kushal das come out and say that we always said that isl will go on to become the premier domestic competition or is the premier domestic competition there is no clarity per se so in such a situation how do you find a break even how do you find a common path which probably can take things forward because we are here in a rut with no clear direction rebain yeah i think uh, again it boils down to the same question that the questions are being asked of the wrong people <laughs> i mean neither, neither praful patel nor kushal das can so much light on what fsdl exactly wants so all these questions all these queries all the anger everything has to be directed i mean i hate to say it but it has to be directed at fsdl because they are the ones who are pulling all the strings they are the ones who are making all the decisions if reports are to be believed they are the ones who have been behind a lot of like from i league clubs past so today they unleashed a sort of unfair amount of clout in indian football because they are ultimately the ones who are playing ball with us uh, provided that they don't uh, you know give the green signal i don't see much changing from what's happening right now in indian football Well, Orko, what do you think? Have we seen the last edition of the I League, or with this problem continuing, do we have another season in store? So, uh, you know, I also agree with what the band said here. Just to add to that, when you look at uh, you know the AFF's contract with FSDL, and everything really boils down to them because they are the commercial and the marketing partners, right? And everything that involves money today is a commercial or marketing deal or a broadcasting deal. So, I mean. what's left with the what remains with the aff it's just you know uh, administrative you know calls oh if real kashmir going to play in minerva punjab in shrinagar tomorrow i mean that's something debayan sitting in bangalore can can do it's not something that you know you require a lot, a lot of people to do so i mean if if fsdl gives the green light only if, if they say you know the the i league is to exist i mean for for them it's clear that they want the isl to be the top league it's almost a foregone conclusion that the next year we will see isl as the top league and with possibly you know 10 teams considering that a couple of teams may not make it to next year you imagine the <laughs> yeah. kolkata giants are, yeah kolkata giants are going to get you know going to go in and then you still have a 10 team league and then you'll have a second division you know uh, consisting of what the i league and the isl you know what whatever teams you know come from the reserve sides of the isl and the remaining i league sides so on you know on the face of it you have to say the i league is done right and uh, it's a worrying sign because national football league existed if i'm not wrong and deban uh, i think was a was a part of that also i think you commented on it for 11 years and then the i league you know lasted from 20s 2007 to 2019 yeah. Yeah. yeah so 12 years right and so it's 11 years 12 years and then isl 2014 to question mark question mark in wikipedia style <laughs> so so yeah so i mean <laughs> i don't know what's coming next 
uh, which league going to start next but uh, i mean one thing is that the, the brand keeps changing it and it hurts followers i mean uh, someone who probably detached themselves from nas- the national football league if they wanted to get back into watching now you have to sit and explain to them you know there's an id <laughs> there's an isl so it, i mean even i think fsg also slowly realizes that you know there's no point to prolonging this confusion you know let, let's bring everything to a you know merciful end and uh, i think hst did a story in 2017 which said that they had the power to reconstitute or reorganize the top league as in yeah it's part of the contract so Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a contract. I think the AFF has no, you know, what is has no say in it whatsoever. I mean, they have no control left. So I mean, it's, it all depends on what a uh, South Bombay boardroom decides about all of this. And <laughs> and yeah, it was it was good fun while the I League lasted. Well, AFF more seems like the president of the country, where just being a nominal head and with the prime minister calling all these shots, which. Yeah, it should be the FSDL. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not all roses between them either. If you notice, Kapil Patel wasn't there at the ISL final, although it well, could have been because campaigning somewhere. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, election that around the corner. <laughs> 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 That's a bit part of the reason. But yeah, I believe there's there's been a little bit of friction between him and the South Bombay boardroom that Arka just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I League is struggling. We all know that. But even in ISLs. Uh, perspective things are not that rosy right teams are struggling to make ends meet yeah. and even get running into losses football is a loss making entity in the country today in such a situation what is the way out is there a way out if i may ask the boy uh <laughs> it's a tough one i mean if i knew the answer to that then we'd all probably be like you know <laughs> you, you're probably hired by someone yeah and i mean i don't think there is a easy answer to that because uh, a lot of hard decisions have been taken in indian football and now i mean fortunately or unfortunately we have to stick by them we can't really you know uh, completely change our mind and reorient ourselves to something that went back to the past so uh, we've got to soldier on we've got to look at ways of monetizing what we already have we've got to way, uh, look at ways of optimizing what we have i'm sure the uh, people over at fsdl are a little concerned about you know dropping attendance figures because that has been a concurrent theme of the isl uh, while i league has been just radically expanding every year in terms of its attendance figures isl has consistently seen a dip and i think this was probably one of the worst seasons well, which is why yeah and some some i league owners uh, are pretty uh, open about the fact that they believe that uh, numbers are being hidden from the general public because they are afraid of so you know reducing value so um, i don't know i mean i really don't know the answer to this because there are so many stakeholders who have a lot riding on what has happened with indian football um, if you think about it you know asian cup a good performance could have really sparked things off but they failed to go beyond the group stages so that also was a little bit of an unexpected setback in that sense um i don't know i really don't know i mean i'm more excited now about the under 17 women's world cup <laughs> <laughs> too many stakeholders in isl but surprisingly very few turned up for that final in bombay and most of that <laughs> reserved seats were left Lots empty of MPC, on that day yeah, yeah left empty horrible on television exactly uh, also coming to you what what do you think do you see this model of isl last long or will it be another 10 or 12 year league like we have seen in the past with the nfl or the iv well honestly i mean i you know the the, the biggest worry for me now is when you no know, player these clubs discuss 
you know, nine-month leagues and all that, is that uh, what the ISL has done is that it has also inflated the salary market a bit. And let me explain. Previously, there were there were clubs with the ability to pay the same salaries that I League, you know, the ISL clubs are paying. But uh, in every season, there were two, three, four of them. Let's say now there are ten teams doing the same. And uh, for 10 into 17 Indian players, 170 Indian players, right? And this is the market only for 18 matches. Yeah, now, imagine, yeah, yeah, imagine it being extended further. And then, you know, then you see that there is a huge problem. For example, I know for a fact that one of the ISL clubs was told by the other nine. And it, this is because this club just signs people randomly. Like they just signed up. Player midway, an Indian player, this Indian fullback, they paid 3.5 crore for for the fullback over three seasons. So, you know, they they're trying to negotiate a a huge four-year deal between uh, an inter, Indian international midfielder and themselves. So this this club just throws money around, and the other ISL clubs went to them and said, "Boss, don't do this. You're you're just inflating the market even further." So that, that is essentially what has happened. So mm. in the I League, before you had the Kolkata Giants, they all they would do is they would come and they would blow everyone else out of the water with their financial muscle. But that is no longer the case. Now it's 10, 10, 10 teams doing this, right? And the other teams, the other I League teams may not have that ability today to to you know to to pay the same amount of money. So what you're essentially doing seeing in the future is that you'll find very hard. You find very hard to find replacements for any of the ISL teams should they shut down because the way the way the market is going. So you know it, they, these things have to be thought through today. The the ISL clubs have to reduce their expenditure. They have to be sustainable. I know for the fact that there have been discussions ongoing with a couple of clubs as to they want to shut down their youth development programs because of cost cutting measures. Yeah, that yeah. is a very regressive step. I mean, it's. This is not the step that is required today. It kind of kills off the point of having a league in the first place. Essentially, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, to produce Indian players, yeah. To, pro- to produce good Indian players. So, and the, 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 the you know, head honchos in the Dwarka office, you know, they keep insisting that, you know, even the under-18, under-15, under-13 league should be, you know, national. So, these clubs are also actually putting in a lot of money into, you know, stuff in the junior leagues as well. That is also significant investment for them. I mean, they can't. I mean, ideally, you would have liked them to play in their own backyards, the majority of the matches, you know, locally. But yeah. it's not. It's not the case. And with 20, if you know, if the national league was to expand to 38 games, that's a lot of money on airfare and stuff. So, I mean, before expanding, I mean, the sustainability really has to be thought through. I mean, currently with 10 teams, your you know, four or five or even six are saying. Was in financial trouble. Even the best teams, Goa and Bengaluru, right? They even they make losses today. E- even with their planning, even with their sponsorships, everything, they're making, you know, they're making losses. So, I don't, I don't know. The the future has to be sorted out, and but the the ten team model has to be solid before you think about a twenty team model. Well, Devan, coming to you, how much yeah. does this boil down to the fact that? We in Indian football or the stakeholders in Indian football lack patience. People here today expect overnight results and that's not the case when you run a team or run a club for that matter. No, that's fair enough. Uh, that's a fair enough point as well. But uh, it's not so much about patience. It's also about who's putting in the money. As as long as there's 
there's uh, not enough money coming in from the outside uh, how can you expect you know at the end of the day it's not really a charity people are in it for business so it's already happened in the past with so many teams with your jcts mahindras and everything and you don't want it happening going forward you don't want more teams shutting down all the goan clubs have just disappeared and they were such uh, good you know uh, channels for development of not just indian players but of youth players and everything and it's it's just exactly what orko said that that's what you don't want to happen all these clubs to you know lose sight of the larger picture it's very good to have a league across 12 months it's very good to have 38 matches all across india and everything but what's more important is 5 years down the line what what is it that you can say that you produced in terms of pipeline and development of that more importantly it should also be asked to aiff and fsdl that what have you done for indian football across the last 5 years well isl is 5 years old so i think this is this might be the right time to ask that question though i'm pretty sure we are not getting any answers for that question <laughs> well guys that's all we have on this episode of injury time the finale for the season we'll be going into a season break pretty soon thanks a lot devine for being with us throughout the journey in the season 3 of injury time thanks thanks and orko it was great having you discuss all the i league matches and everything in indian football beat the administrative part or beat the game it was fun having you on the show as well thank you navin it was a great season exactly and listener thank you for being with us throughout the season yes we'll be going into a break pretty soon but trust us we'll be back with, when the indian football returns pretty soon so so do stay tuned to our twitter handle injury time ind to get all the latest update from the world of indian football until then have a great time and enjoy the game